Hello album enjoyers, quick note to remind you of the Enjoy an Album Patreon page. For £5 a month, you get two extra episodes a week. They are ad-free. They are your fun, regular, normal episodes. Just me and Chris just fucking chatting and scatting about some of the best and worst albums of all time. Um, or You also get the access to the back catalogue of Patreon posts we've already done. Robbie Williams. Um, Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. Len Manuel Miranda's Hamilton. Hamilton. That was a good one. Um, we've recently done Janelle Monet. Ed Sheeran. Janelle Monet. Ed Sheeran. Oh, the Raytons. The Raytons. <laughs> yes, there's some really good episodes on there. So yeah. worth it. If you've run out of pods, it's not like extra stuff. It's not like some podcasts are like, oh, hey, we've we recorded a wee bit extra. This isn't like the fucking Tremens, man. No, this is your gourmet. <laughs> album enjoyer experience this is an extra meal absolutely and you might be like i don't want an extra meal you i'm do. full well this is a, a better one that you won't be more full of so how about that that is what we offer you also get <laughs> early access to live shows which is mm, probably one of the biggest sales so uh sign up to patreon now at patreon.com slash enjoy an album before we chat about uh fred again and Brian Eno, we're going to take a question from our Patreons. You two can become an ultra on Patreon.com. Just go to Patreon.com. I think we're on the main page. Um, this week's question <laughs> is from Ryan Kilbane. Uh, can I just say, first of all, love that name. Oh, Batman's Dream. Actually, that, is that the one we're going to do? Yes, it is the question we're going to do. Yeah. yeah. Batman's Dream, Kilbane. <laughs> Uh, he says Shane McGowan got taken into intensive care a day after the Pogues episode dropped. How long do you think it will take for the podcast to kill someone, a la the Aaron Ramsey curse in football? And who do you hope it is? Also, who would you least like the podcast to kill? So, who would you least like the podcast? First of all, who's Aaron Ramsey? This is a footballer? Yeah, there, there's a few of these sort of famous curses. My favourite one actually is uh, is Gaelic football, right? R G A A G A A. The Mayo Gaelic football team, where my dad is from, mm-hmm. uh, they look. They they uh, like. I think they were on the way home from a cup final in the fifties or something. Something as mad as this, and their bus cut up a woman. And the woman put a hex on them and said, you will never win a cup final yeah, yeah. whilst every whilst all of you are alive. Right. And uh, there have been a multiple cup finals since. And there's been years when it's been like, dead on, they should win. They are the best. And they've like lost in the last minute of the game and stuff. And they, and so slowly over time, people in Ireland know about that. Everyone talks yeah, about yeah. the Mayo. Joe Biden talked about it. Did he? He went, Mayo up the Mayo or something when he was doing a speech in Mayo. Yeah, I don't know if he's talking about the curse of Mayo. Though. He was talking about the team winning the cup. Well, yeah, but they didn't win. No. And, and I believe that, that. Uh, recently the last member of that team died. And so Great. now they're expecting to win. Fantastic. Yeah. So glad to hear about that old Irishman. <laughs> <laughs> so who's Aaron Ramsey? Uh, I mean, he's a Scottish football, isn't he? I'm guessing. I don't know the Aaron Ramsey curse. I was oh. I was trying to... Uh, Talk about something you didn't know about. Yeah, yeah. Have it. Yeah, I was trying to pivot. Was there not a FIFA curse? The FIFA cover curse. Um, I well, I don't know what that is either. If you're on the FIFA cover, you're going to get injured or something. Right. Okay. Um, but either way, um, there is now an enjoying album curse. Yeah, because we I did not know that 
the day after we've, we've spent about a few episodes. So, so Shane McGowan got ill, but also Shane O'Connor O'Connor died after we we covered her. Can I just say we love Ireland? Oh, yes, mad respect to the people of Ireland. Probably one of my top ten countries, honestly. And yeah. Eddie Emerald Isle itself, probably my top five. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> Never think about it. Um, so, who do you think is going to go next? Who have we done who's old AF? I mean, Al Green's still kicking about. Can I just say, I have been channeling dark energies towards Betty Gordy. Yes, he's still a man. Over a year, I've been... The old popcorn cum muncher, yeah. Berry Gordy. He Barry likes Gordy. it salty and he Gordy. likes it gooey. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's still around. Uh, but unkissed himself. Who would you like to... Ed Sheeran. I mean, if we no, I can't. Well, we already accused him. Sheeran. We we accused him of killing his friend. I say, come on, album. Yes, that was in the Patreon thing. Yeah. So sign up for some of that juicy stuff. Um, And who would you least like to kill? Oh, I don't know. Someone you know, you don't want like a young, like person with a, a lot of to, like you know if Lana Del, really Del Rey died oh, be, come on yeah exactly I don't want that is what I'm saying that'd be horrific I brought up your dog Dan and you got sad about it and I would my dog's was... not dead that's why no I know <laughs> he brought up the concept of death surrounding my dog where will all dogs die yeah oh that's great heaven yeah arguably yeah and I would just say that um, yeah I think that would be cool no I would be cool for your dog not today yes I'd love that Right. What's the? Why have you brought this up again? Because um, I would feel so bad if I brought up your dog dying again, and then your dog did die. Oh, so stop bringing it up. Right. It's easy way around there. Oh, the dog. That question he did that. <laughs> Who would at least like to kill your dog? I love Betty. Um, uh, this with week we are talking about Fred again and Brian Eno. Very excited to chat about this. It's interesting. Uh, electronic ambient sounds from. Uh, a the godfather of ambient music and uh, a new guy, uh, so the godfather of ambient music and his godson. Yes, and his uh, and his, if you will, his little boy Blue. We're gonna get more into that in the episode coming up first. We've got an ad for uh, non patrons. Um, Ultras, you'll get in the body of the app right now after the theme music. Enjoy. This week we are sponsored by Manscaped. They are the long term. Enjoy an album sponsor. They provide the best uh, pubic hair trimming uh, 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 services. Sure, Not that services. isn't what you usually say. <laughs> the, the best they below actually, the belt means they actually avoid the word pubic, I think, because it's a bit gross. Whereas I'm wanting to bring it back and say, hey, there's nothing to be ashamed of. Look, Let, you need to bring, shave your pubes. Let's bring pubes back. Yeah. <laughs> but Absolutely. in reverse. Yeah, let's bring the word pubes back, but let's shave pubes away using Manscaped product like the lawnmower. Yeah. Um, lawnmower 2.0, I believe we're on now. It's got a little light. It's uh, chargeable with a USB-C, same as your phone. It works in the shower. It's very quick to have a whip around downstairs to make you look nice and good. Your genitals are going to go from a 6.5. They're going to go from Inches. We can't say the manscape will give you a bigger dick, but we are inferring it. But it looks like it. Yeah, it does look like it. That's the whole point. It's crazy. It's wild, actually. You have a shave, you look because up, you like... trees don't look bigger in winter than autumn. <laughs> but the earth looks bigger, I think. Works. Uh, so we're, we are uh, sponsored by Manscaped. We have a code. If you follow the link and type in album 20, you'll get 20% off. Okay. Uh, so do that. Get your balls looking good for whoever wants to look at them, including yourselves. Balls, cock, asshole, <laughs> nose, ear, cock. 
Check it out. <laughs> Trim it hard. Enjoy Love the it. episode. You're listening to Enjoy an Album, the podcast where two comedians listen to some of the greatest albums of all time. Many artists cite Brian Eno as an inspiration, but few can actually call him a mentor. Fred Gibson can. The London-born hitmaker known as Fred Again, who recently headlined Madison Square Garden and Coachella alongside Fortet and Skrillex, grew up next door to Eno and joined his a cappella group as a teenager. There, the pioneering ambient musician took Gibson under his wing, eventually asking him to co-produce his 2014 albums with Underworld's Carl Hyde. It was a dream tutelage, the effects of which can be heard in Gibson's pining, atmospheric house tracks that eagerly flood busy dance floors with raw, tender feeling. Uh, mad feeling when you're on a dance floor and it's, uh, <laughs> and it's flooded with raw, tender feeling. See, when you're out there. When you're out there in, uh, in Ministry of Sound. <laughs> in a warehouse. In a... What's the other one that I've been to? The big one in London. Fabric. Fabric. When yeah. you're in Fabric, it's fucking huge, that place. When you're in Fabric and there's just raw, tender feeling. Uh, I, I, I just feel like there's a lot going on in the dance floor sometimes. I get to, when I'm on um, pills, etc., I get to kind of empathetic and I just care about other people's shit, you know? Yeah. I'm like, hope they're having a good time. I'm like, just enjoy yourself, Christopher. Atmospheric house. They are atmospheric, to be fair. This week, it's Fred again. Uh-huh. Do you know where that name comes from? Yes. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. Spelled the beans. It's uh, <laughs> from Scooby-Doo, the live action movie. Mm-hmm. There's a part in which um, uh, I think Daphne's like shape-shifting bodies. And ends up in Fred in bodies yeah. in Fred's body, yeah, not in a sexual way, wow. and looks down, realizes she's Fred, and goes, "Oh, it's Fred again." Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. That's where it's kind of. I wrote all the- oh, is it not Fred goes back into his own body and goes, "I'm Fred again." Um, one or the other. I think it's the one you said. These films. I watched that clip, so that's why I think I know what. A really it. good film. Is it? Yeah. It's heavy memeified film. Yeah. And this is something I wanted to touch on with modern artists. Is this something you wanted to touch on? It is. Um, in that Fred again, and it's 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 sort of like there's a there's a casualness to the art, which I think is uh indicative of uh modern artists where it's like, I am creating something, but I'm, I'm funny with it. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm low key. Yeah. So I'm gonna name myself after a meme thing from a Scooby Doo or like childish Gambino. Yeah, naming yeah, naming yeah. himself after a Wu-Tang Clan name generator Or James Acaster naming his show after a WhatsApp group Cold Lasagna, Hate Myself, 1999 I think it's uh, interesting I don't know that's what that was Yeah, he named that after his, uh, one of his like, comedian group chats It's a great name for a group chat Yeah, so I, I, I feel like it's an interesting like time for It's like We pe- need a better name for a group It's chat. people normalising but the, the, the normalizing themselves. Yeah, hey, I'm just like you. I like funny group chat names. I do memes. Yeah, I'm a I'm a low. I'm a. Well, it's just a new type of thing, isn't it? I guess if you're a part of a fucking, um, you know. But it's like, I, but there's a particular unpretentiousness to it. It's not like naming yourself after, you know, a fucking Hermes Hemingway novel or something. It's going, yeah. you know, like Metallica did. Yeah. So Fred again is like, hey, I'm I'm just a normal guy like you, but he's not. He's not. We'll get to that. We'll, okay. get, we'll get to that. What, what, how did you know I spurt? Uh, All I'll say is I remember that watching the first Scooby-Doo film and having no um, tender feelings for 
And then I remember watching the second one in the cinema with my Buto and Fata. And, you know, it was one Big day when you all go to the, the cinema to see Scooby Doo with your mum and dad. Scooby Doo. Monsters only. I didn't even know there was a Scooby Doo too. Dude, it rocks. Does it? All the monsters come back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, okay. Um, And what was it? And I, I just remember, you, you know, when I really woke up in the cinema though, when I was realized. At the end of the film? When it was fun to leave? <laughs> Like when my puberty woke up, so I started having sexual feelings. Amelia Earhart in Night to the Museum 2. Scooby-Doo is a 32% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, so I don't think these are... Again, I don't want to get into this, but I don't I don't care if something's good or bad, I care whether I enjoyed it. Right, okay, but you were saying it's good. I think it's good. Scooby-Doo 2 has a 22%. It's hard to get 22%. It's hard to get 22%, but they did it, Most and it's unleashed. good. I like Freddie Prince Jr. I like fucking uh, Matthew. Matthew. See, this is, I knew they were heavy mean films, but I don't Matthew think they're good. I don't think they're good. Well, it depends if you like Scooby-Doo or not. Do you like Scooby-Doo? Tim Cogshell of Box Office Magazine said, it's a terrible bore. <laughs> well, he didn't have a, a little bonus next to his mum and dad when he was watching it, did he? When fucking Velma shows up in uh, leather. You say, do I like Scooby-Doo? It's yeah. interesting you should say that because Felix Vasquez Jr. from Cinema Craze says, I don't see how anyone, even Scooby-Doo fans, could really find anything worth even remotely liking with this movie. <laughs> oh, he's an idiot. It says, enjoy a Scooby-Doo. <laughs> enjoy a Scooby-Doo. Uh, so that's... Are you a Scooby-Doo head? No, I'm not. Are you a doo-doo? No, I'm, I'm not a do-head. Not a doo-doo head. Um, despite what the young kids on my block keep screaming at me. I, uh, I've, 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 I remember, I watched it when I was younger, obviously, but yeah. I, I've not seen that film, so how much was Scooby-Doo fan could I claim to be, really? Really? You know who it turns out is to be the bad guy at the end of the first one? Who? Scrappy-Doo. What the fuck? He's fucking evil. Whoever well, knew that. Yeah, but he comes back. Like, yeah, he's sick, I love Scrappy-Doo. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's named after. Were you, were you big, uh, big Fred again, head? Big Fred up? <laughs> I remember the first time me and my mum and dad went to see Fred again too. I actually woke up when he played when he oh, filled the dance floor. Sexually. Uh Fred again so I didn't know much about him prior to this. He is Where was the first time you spoken about him on the podcast before because he produced some of Ed Sheeran's album, did he not? You actually added a track from this record to yes. the, the Enjoying Album playlist. You, you can access the playlist.st. Playlist.st. Um <laughs> I so I was aware of Fred again I, via that album, uh, the Ed Sheeran one. I f- we found this album, and when I watched that eight-hour documentary about Ed Sheeran, yeah, he was in that. God, the sacrifices you make for this podcast—an eight-hour Ed Sheeran, Ed again—that's what they should have called it. Um, ah, oh, I'm Ed again. That's what that's what happens. That's the first words Ed Sheeran says every morning when he wakes. That's up. what Ed Nate says when he wakes. Poor <laughs> <laughs> Ed. Ah, oh, I'm Ed again. No, I love it. Um, so Nate, not Shin. I was aware of Fred because of that. Fred again, rather, and he was also recently headlining at uh, Connect Festival. Mm-hmm. We were due to also be headlining, uh, but unfortunately, we had scheduling conflicts. Sorry uh, to DF scheduled with us having a good time. We're never going to play this again, but. Uh, which I was surprised by because I'm saying Fred again was a, a sort of a big EDM DJ and that festival is it's a pretty cool festival tends to be um, booking your India acts not necessarily people who are 
But then again, they had the national last year, and they and that and Destiny was fucking sucking off Ed Sheeran's cock on. Sure, but the national are like a cool sad dad band, aren't they? You know, and and the, the, they they are. Uh, and I think they're losing it. What? But but regardless, mm-hmm. we talk about the connect. They have been connect bookings. It yes. is generally it is um you more for heavy quote marks discerning music enjoyers. Yes, yes. People who I think like this podcast um would would go to connect festival. In fact, I know some of them did, and we're planning to see us live. Oh, we're sorry again. Uh, so when I saw Fred again was headlining, I was like, hmm, that's interesting because this is not what I would expect from this. And then this week we, I listened to some more and I was, um, it made more sense to me. I remember we were talking about Fred again yeah. on the Ed Sheeran episode and our producer at the time, George, yeah. who is a cool guy. Yeah. That was actually intimidating how cool he is it was. I find, no offense, George, if you're watching this, I don't get this watch or listen, but. By the, by the Quentin Hamden. Yeah. Because he was had little cool t shirts on and stuff. It was like, fuck. And we didn't know what we're talking about here. And he so, knew about King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard. And so was he a big Fred head? We were slagging him off and he went, he's cool. Yeah. And I was like, shit. Maybe he is. So I've asked George just saying that. On Fred's coolness over the last week massively. Uh huh. Like, you're like a fan. No, it changes day to day. We're going to talk about the process of this. No, you're an oscillating fan. Yeah, oh, right, yeah, okay, like a fan that oscillates in the <laughs> hotel room. Yeah, okay, no, that's good. Um, that's good stuff. I was unintentional, wordplay. But Brian Eno, however, I uh, I know lots about. Oh, yeah? Big Brian Eno. Oh, yeah, Brian Eno, the record, remember? You sure Music did. for airports, ambient one. I don't think you got me music for airports, did you? No, I got you, like, ambient two or something. Like yeah. yeah. Um, but Another Green World is an album that I love. I used uh, a song... The big ship in my friend's show is like the closing uh, emotionally manipulative music. Uh, you're saying that because uh, one of my notes was you are really tweaking, tweaking yeah. the little knobs of people in the front row with that I, one. I, and I had trouble with that until I realised that all we ever do is uh, manipulate people's emotions um, in one way or another as performers. So Great art doesn't make you cry, it lets you cry. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, thank you for saying that. Um, no, I'm saying that right. yours was making people cry and then let them cry. I was crying. I was crying. Uh, a lot. Uh, Brian Eno. And I spoke about him on the podcast recently because uh, Roxy Music was playing and David's reaction to me saying, can we not play Roxy Music? Very funny. Um, uh, also, Brian Eno, massive Adam Curtis. Um, You're at, a Curtis head. I'm a big Curtis head. That's when what, did you first hear Brian Eno? When was your you first? Via the, power, via the Power of Nightmares. Oh, really? Um, which was released in 2002 or 2003, I think. So it was pretty young. Um, and oh, yeah, you were a Curtis head when he was dropping that. Hell yeah, you're a long time Curtis head, old school, big part of the game. Uh, I I know the first time I watched Power Nightmares. I think it was actually uh, because Charlie Brooker referenced it in one of his early Screen Wipe episodes wow. before he went to before he went from BBC Two. He used to do a show on, on BBC Four. I was watching <laughs> BBC Four when I was fifteen. I was a cool kid. And uh, he he referenced. Uh, See how you get sex music, Dad. Hats you should have. Radio <laughs> for Radio for teenager. Radio for teenager. <laughs> Why not for radio for teenager? It wasn't Radio for yeah, yeah. It was Channel Four. Channel Four. BBC Four. BBC Four. BBC Four. BBC Four. Virgin Liam. Um. So I used to watch that. Charlie Brooker put me on this TV show. <laughs> but to fully understand, you have to go back to Dagenham. In 1989, an Irishman. <laughs> I mean, uh, yes. Uh, so uh, 
I, I got, that's when I got into Adam Curtis, and that's when I first saw Brian Eno. So, Brian Eno, big back catalog in my head. Fred again is new to me. This is, album is a collaboration between the two. How do they know each other? It's interesting you should ask. Why? Sikpashio, Sikpashio. You do a fair thing, it feels like not show. Sure. Got no money. You got that whole secret. Sikpashio. It's a good one. This Jesus Christ, this guy is one of the most posh freaks you've ever seen in your life. Fred Gibson, aka Fred again, uh, parentheses. Uh, is was was it three dots? Is that parentheses? Is it three? Yes. It's a it's an ellipsis. Ellipsis. That's parenthesis is too big. French phrase, right? At either end of your sentence. Okay. Uh, an ellipsis implies that you're not finished. Yes, Freddie Gibbs never finished. Lab. That's the other people texting will put an ellipsis and not realizing that they are using punctuation to make the sentence feel kind of dread and juicing. Yeah, say, hey, I'll see you on Tuesday. Dot, dot, dot. You know, what's happening on Tuesday? <laughs> you know, like, are you going to kill me? <laughs> My mum, for a while when I was younger, didn't know how to turn caps lock off on her phone. Um, this is like old touchy phones yeah. before you had touchscreen. And so every text before, what time are you coming home? Yeah. Yeah, whoa! Are you please you kill me? Screaming at me, please. Uh, Fred Gibson is the son of King's Council barrister Charles Anthony Warnford Gibson and Marianne Francis Morgan, members of British peerage or titled nobility. He is the great grandson of aristocrat and financier Shane O'Neill, third Baron O'Neill, from whom he is a descendant of the Earl of Dun Dold Dunop. Hang on, I can't say this. Earl of Dunold. Donaldon. Then Donald. Then Donald. Why was that struggling so much? And British socialite Anne Fleming, who later went on to marry James Bond creator Ian Fleming. Gibson attended the private boarding school Marlborough College. Alumni include Jack Whitehall, Dick King-Smith, Nick Drake, Christopher, and the man who founded Yo Sushi, who turns out... <laughs> what? Not Japanese. Yeah? Simon Woodroff. That's so fucked. Woodruff, yeah. man. Woodruff. That's cultural appropriation. That, that, right? That's yes. Um, so he. Have you heard my really good joke about the Yo Sushi Hotel? Go on. Yeah, wait, wait. I was like, over the Sushi Hotel. And I was like, the fuck's going on in there, man? Beds are a conveyor belt. <laughs> anyway, that was get a good laugh when I was doing an impression of trying to jump on a conveyor belt. That's good stuff. I'm actually one of the best paintings. <laughs> <laughs> so, um,. <laughs> They, they, he was, they were literally neighbours and they were like family friends with Brian Eno. Can I just, can we just talk about how fucking rich this cunt is and how he's literally blood relation to James Bond? Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? Well, he married out of James Bond's family. Yeah. Yeah, he is. The Earl of Dundonald. That was so posh that my mouth wouldn't allow me to say it. <laughs> King's Council Barrister. So is that, I think that's a lawyer for the king, right? The king's lawyers. Yeah. The shit heard shit. He's a busy guy. The yeah. King's lawyers trying to fucking squash pedo allegations for the rest of the family time after time. Time after time. Time after time. That's what that song's about. Yeah. It's, it's about all the pedo allegations in the... <laughs> Dick Royal King Smith like, as well. Dick King Smith went to that school. Dick King Smith. Yeah. Who is that? Do you know who? Yeah, he wrote Babe, Pig in the City. Did that? No, he wrote the books, Babe. Dick King Smith. Dick wrote, King Smith? He wrote loads of books. <laughs> Yes, Dick King Smith. Jake, Dick King Smith and W.H. Smith are related. <laughs> Willie Hammer Smith and Dick King Smith. 
Um, so yeah, he's a who up here. Dick. When we <laughs> who up Dickie J Smith. <laughs> so um, this is one of those. This is one of the poshest cunts ever been that we've ever yeah that we've covered under. This guy is a baron. Yeah, he's technically a baron. This is one of the big guns. This is uh, this is posher than even your dad is an accountant at Raytheon. <laughs> This makes this makes James Murphy with his size doesn't look like a dang popper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not a, like a popper as in. Uh, Please, sir, may I have some more? Either way, your asshole's relaxed. Either way, why would your asshole relax if you're asking for more porridge? Uh, because uh, the uh, consistency of your bowels. Yeah, because you're Yeah, you're eating slop. So this Fair is play. big rich guy. He that's how he came to be friends with Brian Eno at the age of fourteen. Um, and I just can Joined his acapella group But here's what I'll say Right Say something uh, And this is Will become apparent Over say the something. course of the episode Different eyes Is that You know There are uh, Industry plants And there are people who Have a lot of money So they Bit of talent But they can throw They're like An industry plant Classically Will be someone who's Basically bang average mm-hmm. But Due to finances and connections, can do do better than a meritocracy would truly provide. I will say for Fred again, it does feel like, and we'll go through this throughout the episode, that he does have all those things, but also has a, a really ludicrous amount of talent as well. I don't know. Mm. What I will say is... There's a kind of thing just now in America where some actors are being asked if they're Apple babies, if they are secret potions. And they are. I mean, it's like, oh, your dad's him. Okay. Like Ethan Hawke or something, you know? And he was saying, well, the thing is, all they can do is get your foot in the door and then you have to prove it yourself. And it's like, like getting your foot in the door is the hard part. Yeah. But, and also, you know, it's easier. This guy was born with one, it was head and his mum's fanny and his foot in the door. Yeah. Like, it was from Fanny to door straight away. <laughs> His mum's Fanny is a door. He was birthed out the canal yeah. and into the fucking door, man. Yeah. The guy grew up inside the doorway. But I will say that not all of... I mean, who are the other members of Brian Eno's child acapella group? <laughs> you wouldn't don't know. Well, yeah. You just don't know. So there is an element of... Probably not Barons. I would... Yeah, maybe not. But I would say that... I mean, as... We we watched some of the same videos over the last week. He's a he's, listen. He's very talented. Yeah, this record we'll get to that. He is a very talented man. When I watched that eight-hour Ed Sheeran documentary, I was like, "This guy's good." Mm-hmm. And Ed's like, "I just like <laughs> think he's like really cool." And he's right. Yep, he's right when he says so. <laughs> it's a direct quote, I think, from Ed Sheeran. He's like a genius. But so. Brian Eno took him under his wing. He's basically Brian Eno's protege. Yes, which is so upset when you're Brian Eno. You're a, like I remember first time I heard of Brian Eno was um, getting into Talking Heads when I was a teenager, and everybody like this guy. And then MGMT had a song called Brian Eno about the kind of myth of the Brian Eno on the second album. Mm-hmm. I love that shit, man. The second, it's, it's like uh, the whole song's about Brian Eno. It's just. It really mythologized them. Yeah, myth mythologized. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's a, I mean, you know, he invented ambient music. He's an incredible, but he's also and the way that you you hear Fred again talk about the tutelage. 
um, and their relationship. He is obviously, he's like an academic of music, right? Well, he's like Roxy music to invent an ambient, uh, you know, bring in African music into the talking heads, you two, mm-hmm. Coldplay, fucking everybody. Yeah. You know. But also everybody. away from the producing side, just like literally just just views music in a very interesting way. The British Rick Rubin, you may call. A Svengali. A Svengali. Yes. Um, so obviously being in this cunt's a cappella group. Living next door is a prick. None of who were your neighbours growing up? <laughs> Uh, my neighbour was a man called Martin, mm-hmm. um, who worked at the Ford's factory yeah. and would let us play his PlayStation um, before we had one. And my other neighbour was a woman with, um, uh, oh, what's what, I've ironically forgotten what it's called, the ageing disease where you can't remember stuff. Alzheimer's? Alzheimer's. Yeah. I wasn't forgetting that as a joke, by the way. I couldn't remember the words. <laughs> Sounds like. <laughs> and it's actually a disease that's affected me very personally, so please No disrespect to the Alzheimer's community. No. <laughs> they wouldn't remember that you said that, but... <laughs> we got so far without making that joke. <laughs> anyway, so I wasn't in either of their acapella groups. No. My next door neighbour. Um, taekwondo expert. <laughs> <laughs> and did you ever get, like, cheap taekwondo um I'm not going to put him on blast because he was an absolute gem of a man. Mm-hmm. But he never once taught me anything about Taekwondo. Or acapella. Or acapella. Anything. Yeah. Or production techniques. Yeah. For electronic music. <laughs> Even though that's not really his wheelhouse. Other side, you know, before the new people came in, they used to shit. They used to pick up shit. The, they used to pick up the dog shit. Yeah. In little plastic bags and then just throw them over the fence in our garden. As if we wouldn't know where they're coming from. That's cool. That's not cool. That's so baller. It's pretty baller. They were weird. Just like, maybe I did that to them. <laughs> I can't remember what direction. Either way, something weird is going over that There's fence. Jobby's flinging over the fence in some direction. Who's to say which way? I'm not going to say it was me. I'm not going to say it wasn't me. I'm just going to say <laughs> it happened. Let's move past that, you know? Um, and so, Freddie Gale has been writing music for a long time before he started releasing music. He wrote the song Shotgun by George Ezra. I'll be writing shotgun underneath the warm sun. Feeling like a someone. Is there not a... me. What a boring. Did you ever see the version of my last show where I had the joke about George Ezra? I think so. Yeah. The, my neighbour across the road. This is a slight exaggeration, but in the routine, I was saying the neighbour across the road during lockdown. Yes. The three song playlist. Yes. So it was. George Ezra, shotgun song. Mm-hmm. And I would do that. I'll be right, shotgun. And then he had that other George Ezra song. He's like, What you waiting for? What you waiting for? Blah, 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 blah. And then the third song was a remix of the shotgun song. Yeah. It was, um, that's enough. Tell you what, I was putting a shotgun in my mouth by the end of that. Yeah, I bet. I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I got on the shotgun, got shotgun compilation. <laughs> um, 100%. Gun pollution. Um, I no. <laughs> uh, so, so he. I mean, he's obvious. I mean, look, Brian, you can only take you so far, right? <laughs> what? No. Uh, I mean, you can take anybody anywhere. I spray, you know? Do you think so? Yeah. Do you, do you think if you were Brian and his neighbour, you would be a a world famous record producer? Be world famous for something. Yeah. Most dead Baron by his own hand. <laughs> Since fucking Baron Munchausen. So I um, had heard a bit of this album, uh, but I hadn't really listened to Fred again. So I just went over to, to Spotify and YouTube and just, just put in Fred again to listen to some of his bigger hits. And, um, man, 
it blew me away. Yeah. This is your cup of tea, isn't it? Well, uh, I mean, you like electronic music. I do like electronic music, but EDM, you know, I, I don't really listen to anymore because I don't like. There is a, I don't the go drugs thing. I don't go dancing. No, I don't go to clubs. You know, and I wouldn't really go and see a live DJ now. See that thing you just said? I think that'd be a perfect thread again. Sample. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the thing. I don't go dancing. Dancing. Uh, this is the thing that drew me in. He went those samples that he uses very reminiscent. Uh, of reminiscent, be- reminiscent of uh, <laughs> of of burial, yeah. Who I love, burial for babies. You think this is burial for babies? I mean, that's I think that's a really harsh way of putting it. It's a sort of mainstreaming of some of the uh, best parts of burial, Fortet, um, and Your James Blake's, etc. James Blake's uh, and XX. I mean, there is that. It's a short hop, skip, and a jump from XX over to this stuff. Disclosure. For sure. Disclosure is a bit more of a jump, I think. Although, um, maybe the more dancey elements. But so I don't really often listen to dance music. There's a general snobbishness around dance music because it is very. And there's a lot of bad dance music. It's kind of like. There's improv. a lot of bad in it. It's, yeah, yes. It's kind of improv. Like when you see improv done well, you're like, right, this is it. This is, this is magic. This is magic, and this is what people are trying to do. But when you see guys on the raw mile, yeah, handing out flyers for you know, we're doing an improvised. Uh, an improvised version. We're doing an improvised version of Facebook the musical. Give me, give me a status. Show out a status <laughs> update. <laughs> do you know what I mean? You're like, shut the fuck up. You know, those guys. Yeah, hate them. So, I think. But then you watch like a, a UCB troupe who've been together and shared bodies well, like long, when you see like long form improv or something something different you're like oh, oh bro, this is this is magic uh, this is what people love and want to do they're yeah. just doing it badly they're just yeah. doing theater sports or whatever um so that's kind of how i felt listening to this it was like a reminder of really good not this but but fred against other fred against other of really good well-made powerful um House tracks that eagerly flood busy dance floors with raw tender feeling. That's just something I just came up with. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I was actually just saying that at the pub no, yesterday. See, I was at the pub last night and I was saying it. I was at the Springcroft Tavern and I was just sitting there. I love it when. Um, I love it when they do that. So, I uh, it, it did it, it did. So, I mean, you know, EDM always takes me to festive days, drugs and you know, sneaky pizza and bongo club. For sure. I remember when Glastonbury was showing the Fred Again set, which mm-hmm. um, you listened to the Zane Lowe interview. Yeah. Oh. oh, my. Fred. Fred. I'm Fred. Fred again. Fred again. Ellip- i it again. That's why I call you that, mate. Ellipses. Fred again ellipses. Or remember the first time I saw your ellipses. I, I, I played the, uh, Fred again. I played Fred again again. I didn't <laughs> twice. I played Fred again ellipses again again. Ellipses. Coil. With the song Coil of Fangy from Secret Life. I, I thought I played it twice, but actually there was the same song. There was just a drop halfway, halfway through. <laughs> yes. It just never stopped. The thing about you is that you're just the greatest artist there's ever been. Yeah, that. So here's the thing, right? Then this is the journey I went on this week. This album, listen to, okay? We'll come to that in a sec. Went for a deep dive on Fred again. Listen to a load of his tracks. Sail in Love. I was like, a lot, this, a lot of this really slaps. And a lot of it is stuffed with people who I have the snobbishness about. Swedish House Mafia, for example. 
or Skrillex. Mm-hmm. People who I'm like, yuck. But then listen to and uh, some some of those duets, and was like, okay, okay, this is good. Then I watched the interview with Zane Lowe, and I heard him talk. Um, hey, funny. But like, I, I just, uh, I really like to go to like I've got plum juice on my chin. I like to go to the Tate Modern and like I just open up my laptop and that's where I like to just make music because people are just like buzzing around. I've just got three chili so I used to go to Brian Eno's house and play Twister. <laughs> I used to get shagged up the arse by Brian Eno when I was a little more. Not suggesting. <laughs> The Brian Eno is Brian. No, no, no. no we're saying. not saying Brian Eno is Brian Peter. We're not no, saying. We're not, so we're not saying that. I just used to get, I used to get bombed I used to Brian Eno. Bake banana bread with Brian Eno. <laughs> I used to bake banana bread and Brian Eno's bomb. <laughs> like, just like see his bum shot and like cook it. And it was that thing of going, God, I've now gone off you again. <laughs> yes. Do you know? Because he's so plummy. Like, I just sit on the tube. I just like I just have to sit in like just uh, in just public space people's energies and just people's energies just some music when I'm out. in when I'm in LA it's like not on town for like public transport so I'm just like in my car so I'm not like feeling it but when I go back to London but then I, I watched his boiler room <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Yeah, just, just what I hate. That's not only spoken about boiler rooms before in the pod, which is surprising, but uh, I'm sure we quite... have some no people who aren't into stuff like that. Yeah, Plus so those. so boiler room uh, series on YouTube. They invite different uh, DJs, uh, DJ, DJ uh, into a uh, basically a hot box, and uh, and they just record a set. So they get the best, I guess, DJs in the world. People who would play, you know, he can play. He just play Dali Pali. Coachella, he's Coachella as well. Connect Festival. Connect Festival. Glastonbury. Berry. Done two sets at Glastonbury. Glastonbury. Um, so they get them in a small nightclub space. There is zero uh, fencing, no. right? The, the the dancing crowd are at the decks. Yeah. Um, and they're all, it's sway. Raytheon Wraith- Wraith- Jr., a.k.a. James Murphy, his boiler room was one of the first boiler rooms I've seen because I was really nice. LSD sound system. If you've ever really been into sort of like live clubbing, mm-hmm. um, then it's you watch it. And you go, oh, that looks that looks hot and sweaty and sticky and sexy. Yeah, you know, people are just like. As someone in the, who's thirty four, I'm now looking at it going. I would probably last about twenty seconds. Let me. That would be killing me. Too much. Yeah. Okay. Are there seats? It's interesting watching it. First off, right, the set he does <laughs> is, is amazing. Um, and yeah, you like. This is incredible to watch someone. It's so good. Like, really at firing at the hit rate that he's, yeah. he's doing. He's got his wee NPC machine and he's, like, live. And yeah. Just... Yeah. Uh, it's funny, though. Like, the people are so close. And you can tell that, like, people are sort of angling to get in a position where they know they're going to be in a video. And they're sort of influencing, like, the, the crowd to be, to manoeuvre their way to the front so that they can be, oh, that's me. And then there's this great bit, which I sent you, where there's this, like, little Asian guy wearing like a, a bright top and he's like dancing like everyone's trying to be so cool and he's just like yeah 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 and he's throwing his arms in the air and then his elbow bangs the stop button on the decks <laughs> and all of the music comes down and everyone goes oh and then uh fred again looks at him and he's like oh my god what is my movie presses play everyone goes Woo! and it helps the guy and you're like that was beautiful 
Yeah. It was like from I got a wee quote from him about that. Oh, really? His name was Rodney, and he was... Oh, of course it was. <laughs> Rodney, you plonker. <laughs> Damn, boy. You fucking bumped his machine. In the wall. That's <laughs> in the fucking corner. Right, that's in the corner of my lip. Jesus. Oh boy, oh boy, <laughs> when he falls through the bar and the the <laughs> bit the drop, <laughs> that's why the chandelier dropped because boiler room was in the room upstairs. Yeah. And everyone was jumping around. Yeah. That was why. <laughs> his name was his name was Rodney, and he was beautifully present as well. And so many people were like, "Why were you pissed off with Rodney? It's like he's so not the enemy." He's this joyful guy who's everything you want your people to be in a club and he's giving you everything. He's there with you. He's following you through every moment. So if his arm or belly as it was happens to touch the pause button, who cares? It doesn't matter. It's a blessing. Like one sound cut or two is a blessing. Yeah. It's, he's right, but he did say it like that. That's it. Oh, he, he's saying such a good thing. But in the most annoying way possible. Well, it's like going to Thailand and having a filming party. I mean, that is such a cool thing to do, but it's just people have done it so much and so often with such regularity. And I hate those people. Yeah. It's like, oh, I want, you know. As someone who's been to Thailand and, and, and taken mushrooms on a beach. Well, some sure, 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 it's great. It's great. It was great, but. Look at your eyes. It's such, you know, you're just such a joyful memories. Yeah, the filming's shining in them, brother. Mm-hmm. But you had a wank. Yeah, yeah, I, and um, I've come to terms with that. Yeah, me too. There's uh, So the Boiler Room, I highly recommend we watch, but also the Tiny Desk concert. Watching them back to back, that's when I was like, that's why, that's why I was like, no, this guy is a unique talent mm. who just happened, by the grace of God, who I do believe in, uh, to be born next to Brian Eno. And, you know, it's like... Amazing. Think about all the people who would also smash a Boiler Room and Tiny Desks and Glastonbury and... Everything he's done, but they can't do it because they don't have. They weren't born right, and the, the, the after buff still on the fucking forehead. I'm not suggesting that he would have made it without Brian Eno, but I'm saying that there is a difference between the industry plants who are bang average sure. with connections and people who do have talent and also happen uh, happen to have the connections. And he just happens to be the latter. So the the tiny desk, and we're swimming about the good. Swim about the tiny good. Desk he said it was good as Usher. Usher's. Watch this. Watch this. Um. Watch this. But the his tiny desk where he does some live looping and he plays the xylophones. He's he's got like six xylophone sticks in either hand and he's just like <laughs> And he's playing the piano and he's I found you beautiful. He's got a horizontal monitor that's showing the videos of all of the samples that he's got. Uh it's really I was transfixed by I went to put it on just for a couple minutes research and ended up just sitting and staring and watching the whole thing. It's great. And it's yeah it, i highly recommend it again if you've not what you don't know fred again which i think probably a lot of people who listen to us may not have dug into it this it's a good starting point to be like right i get what the fuss about he's a wank though he is a wank <laughs> and that's it i mean listen we've spoken before about embracing the cringe this guy is yeah a hundo pedo cringe hundo pedo you don't remember from the live show a hundo pedo percent there's a callback to uh, the live show Hundred billion percent is my new unit of measurement. It's hundred billion percent. He's hundred billion percent of cringe. Right, hundred percent, Peter. What? <laughs> anyway, 
um, do you think maybe he's Brian Eno's son? You think Brian Eno shags about in his neighbourhood? Then this is kind of like that. Do you know that Boris Johnson peerage thing where these weird young women are getting like lifelong peerages, but they're like, okay, are you shagging her or so did you shag someone who gave birth to her? Do you think his musical ability is genetic then? Or, you know, make sure both. In the Scooby Doo film, <laughs> they realize, oh, Scrappy Doo and Scooby Doo. So you think Fred again at the end of the boiler room set rips off his mask and they go, ah, it was Brian Eno's sperm. Of course, Scrappy Doo the whole time. <laughs> um, it, some of the comments. It makes me Brian Emo, you know, but there's some of the. Uh, he has, because of uh, his, you know, musical production abilities um there's a lot of big music heads yeah who really love him yeah and these make for some of the freakiest dinkiest people on the internet i'm gonna read this is my youtube comment of but you know what for fred this is fred right but there's like new like um because there has been a bit of a gap in terms of especially british big edm producers who are managed to be both, um, you know, fun to dance to at a festival, but also have musical credentials. Do you know what I mean? There is that snobbishness about dance music and who is... I genuinely think it's a class thing. Of his class raises the prestige. My I think there's loads of producers that people would go, no, nah, that's, that's stupid music. And he's like, no, I'm sampling like my friend telling me about her birthday. Yeah. You know? I do, I do think it's good though. It's... It's good, but it's like anyway. It, it's not gay enough or like dark enough. There's no kind of like dark emotions. It's all like I found you beautiful. So like you will one day be the person who smiles at me. You know, there's no like, um, you know, it, there's no darkness in it. There's just sunshine, shade. But it's like his poshness gives it a level of like prestige. Well, maybe it's like comedy. It's like all the. Prestige comedians, it's it's just loaded. Yeah, that's why people like them because they're loaded. Yeah, but I like I like Fred again, and I'm not loaded. No, but you like prestige stuff. Anyway, uh, we will get to that. H- H- Helena Amos eight eight nine three months ago uh, wrote on this is the um, I think this was on Delilah his song, and it says music to elevate higher the earth vibes, mm. a diffusion that has a mission stellar seeds incarnate. At the planet do. A divine at the planet do? At the planet do. Scooby do's from there. A divine law, if you don't know. Um, and Robert Lonergan replied, Is there any possibility you could give me some of what you were on? <laughs> this is great music, but you need to take it easy. Just for a while, eh? <laughs> well, it's unhinged YouTube comment. It's not a hinged YouTube comment. But Robert. Yeah, thank you very much. I got a fucking insane comment on the... Insane comment posse. Insane comment posse. <laughs> That's us. <laughs> Pass me the fago. Um So I, Brian Eno also done a Zane Lowe interview. Yes, I saw some of this. And um, it was, I mean, it's, it's just interesting to see his level of got got calm um, on someone who like deserves it. Who's not like fucking, you know, Harry Styles, Mel Baby. So it's like, Mark, what are you sitting there, Harry Bruno? Brian, the 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 thing you did back in the sixties before I was born, 
It was so good. We, I was in the womb and I listened to it twice. Sync switching you, Rick, it does is it allows people to access their own emotions but in a completely shame-free environment. Yeah, yeah, that is the kind of stuff he says, isn't it? It's crazy. It's absolutely way it's way like, the shame. It's like Brewdog-coded management speak about art. Do you know what I mean? Ayahuasca, Brewdog. Yeah. Good. Yes, yes, yes. So, I mean, it's a really good... Oh, yeah. shit, Tim. I dented the rim of the mid What was dead. that thing you said about Picasso there? Because when I think of Picasso, I think about the noise you made for Windows 98 when it turned... so... And by the way, can I just say, but I you know, they invented ambient music when he was in hospital and he was like, we should have gentler kind of music that isn't to be listened to actively. We should have passive, nice music. Yes. And he's all about sound quality. And then he's doing a Zoom call for this radio thing. And he's clearly not turned on any of the fucking features. Uh, to be fair, I think that was during the pandemic that this was taken, though. So I think it's, that's why it's a Zoom a Zoom call. He's shit. No. Oh, no, I don't think it is. I guess, <laughs> I think it's more recent than that. But he might, he might be right. Either way, though, he should have his... He should know how to fucking... We've fucking stuck a dacity on. Yeah. And fucking run it through some filters to make it sound alright. You know, Brady, no, no, it's not. I think I invented fucking. Why well, don't think he's using free software? It, what? <laughs> right. Um. So this is John Philippe. Jean Philippe. Jean Philippe Dupuy. Seven four five zero. French. French YouTube comment. Get French this freak. I know straight away it's gonna be horny. You don't have a name like that without it being hundo Peter percent horny. Do you want that in a French voice? Uh, if you feel like that, add to it, but don't feel obliged. Don't feel obliged. Okay. So Jean-Philippe said, Master. <laughs> in the comment, horny already. Master. Ellipsis. When GPT and the little family produce music or something like that by interconnecting. No, I can't understand okay. the French accent. Master. Master. So is he calling? Is Start he at the comic going, Master. Right, actually. <laughs> just, just one word then, unhinge the red. <laughs> master. <laughs> what? Yeah. Why are you so mad to someone's world like this? John Philippe. Master. 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 <laughs> master. <laughs> you said it uh, so many times. When, G- <laughs> when GPT. And the little family produce music or something like that by interconnecting with her limbic brain to make us hear with higher thoughts have decided for us the form, the content, what we are capable of understanding. When we have understood that the world is there, already there, creation as such no longer exists. Can we devote our time with tenderness to making good pastries? With what? The, <laughs> no, like, what? Oh, fuck. A good diabetologist. Very close. I don't know what the fuck that kind of talking about. I know we've kind of got away from the original old days of when his YouTube comment where it's like a tone pop. Yeah. <laughs> he's back. He, he brought me back to the Yeah, stage. no, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. The pastries. When the pastries came up, I was like, okay, you're a, a sub-dom mm. guy in a dish. Master. Master pastries, please, master. Beginning your fucking YouTube comment with master, and then get to pastries and diabetologists, but I don't even think diabetologists are a thing. So, can I say this about this album? So, maybe watch your podcast. So, I love Brian Eno, as is documented. Yeah. I like Fred again. I like his music. Yep. Uh, I would recommend putting on 
go, go on to YouTube, type it in Fred again, listen to the first four songs. If you like that, you like it. Turn it up loud. The samples are great. That was one of the studios did that last night. Yeah. Bopping, the the use of static on a lot of it. I love it's it's really evocative of like old burial stuff, which I love. However, as Brewers Burial, this album, Brian Eno meets Fred again. The least good qualities of both yes. come together to make, and I hate saying this about an ambient, music, ambient album because it is uh, a dumb criticism o- often levied at ambient music is that it's boring. Mm. That's incorrect. You are a dumb dumb. However, this album is quite boring. There's a couple of boring. There's a couple moments of joy on it um, that that my interest is more peaked for. But in in general, I'm like, why why have you guys come together and done this and not really taken advantage of both of your strengths? Yeah, you know, the fun if uh, some of Fred against other stuff is big dumb fun. Yeah, by a posh freak, but it's like just syrupy. It's like someone just went like that with a cordial bottle. You know when they have that squishy cordial sometimes. No, wait, no, I'm talking about when you're in like a coffee, a bad coffee oh, shop. Right, it's like toffee flavored gunk. Yeah, his music just yeah, just but into an artisanal coffee. You know, yeah, super syrup and a freakishly artisanal coffee shop. So, are you saying that you think Fred again has ruined the Brian? The, the, that so that sounds like you're saying that there's I'm saying that's what I like about his other stuff right this, you're oh. right it's boring as fuck yeah it sucks yeah I didn't like it mm. and I don't like him as a person I've picked up on that but he's alright as a producer he's a good producer he's a good music he's a good DJ yeah this sucks he sucks he's a good musician there's, I mean the song that I put on here already enough I think is is really beautiful and I, I how does that go again? Boom 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 Like a kind of draw through the room and let it go boom boom Don't you even feel it gonna give it up Draw through And it it's that uh I mean first off you can already Imagine that being used in an Adam Curtis documentary over some footage of like stabbing something playing basketball or something. Um <laughs> and some old Russian ladies dancing and yeah. falling down wells. Kareem Abdul Jabbar just wanting a basketball out there and Saddam's like fuck. I can sp- I can see it over an advert for like Fortin's or No, it's far too low key for that. It's too that that song in particular is so powerful and evocative, like uh, an atmospheric. Uh, putting that in a phone advert would be way too weird. Unless it was an Adam Curtis. You can only sound now to the car phone warehouse. We have brand new deals. But to understand why, we'd have to go back. Alexander Graham Bell invented <laughs> the telephone in the 1800s in Scotland. But the first person he phoned was Saddam Hussein. Saddam, do you want to play basketball with me? We went back to 1700 thoughts <laughs> to discover where basketball... The Aztecs had their own phone of that, basketball. That song and the song Come On, um, in which Come on, Fred again has a, a little bit more freedom to add some of his... Uh, uh, that's a, a lot more fun and interesting. A lot of the, the sort of slower, smoother bits is... Uh, it, like, it was fine. I didn't hate it, but... 
I just feel like this is neither scratching the Fred again nor the Brian Eno itch, and, I, and I'm itchy. Can I just say something? It reminds me of Metallica and Lou Reed had an album together. Yeah. And it's a really interesting piece of art. Mm. Is it good? No. I would... But do I enjoy it? Also no. I would say that this, though, is not a really enjoyable, interesting piece of art. Mm. It's bad. It's bland. Yeah. yeah. And that's probably one of the worst things you can say about an artist. So, it's it's be- something's better to be really bad, offensively bad, than than bland. You know? Insane Clown Posse, I found was bad. offensively bad. Yeah. But I enjoyed it. But more interesting yeah. than, than the mythos of the dark carnival. Yeah. There's no mythos here. There was, I mean, where's the mythos? It's two rich men, one of whom's younger than the other one, on a tube to the tape. Yeah. And they're sitting there and Brian's going, well, what I thought about Fred is, you know, he's actually a really interesting guy. And um, yeah, I just love traveling on the tube and just uh, taking in just like, like how people live their lives and just transporting that to my music. Or, mate, do you find that transporting people to your music, that actually, that changes your whole creative output? It reminds me a lot of like, you know, the spiritual journey of shut the fuck up, everybody. Can everybody just kill themselves? Um, do they have anything interesting marks on their body? How do you guys review and tattoos? We're gonna Google them and search it and we'll choose the bits. Tattoo, or tattoo, we're judging the ink. Yeah, that's what we do. Do, 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 food, sleep, or face that's big skull or weed. You pick the design, is it better, just fine? A dragon or a pretentious or... And you get out high, and we will decide if it's tattoo, woo-hoo, or tattoo, boo-hoo, yeah. Does Fred again have tattoos? No. Does Brian Eno have tattoos? No. It's been <laughs> another classic week here on it to an album. <laughs> but we got one, and there's a, oh, there's there is a, there is a picture is on the computer. Can we get up the picture? It's a red picture. Red again? It's red again. I found this. This is this is a fan's Fred again tattoo. Right. Can I just say, if you're a Fred again person that you've made it this far, listen. I'm sorry for saying all the things I've said about your favourite person. People love this cunt. This cunt inspires, um, worship. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I mean. The, the musos of the world love this guy, and I don't I even say musos. I say young emotional people who are having a hard time. They get off on this guy's oh emotional little snippets of his friends' conversations that make this EDM thing. You know, it makes it. A little bit. Remember that onion article that was stupidest person you know found uh, album really use found bad album really useful during a dark time, and this is this is giving that. So the it's a typeface. Um, or like it's this song I was saying, Kyle, I found you from Secret Life One, which is a fun record. Mm-hmm. And, uh, every song has a name of a person and then a wee description of the person in parentheses or um, uh, what was that other thing you were talking about? Ellipses. Ellipses. He's using the ellipses he's in parentheses, which is great, and it's like. A sample of like a spoken word artist. And it's in the tiny disc concert as well. It goes, beautiful. I found you exploding. I, I found, found you beautiful. I found beautiful. Uh, I, so uh, I think that, I think it's quite exploding. I, I love the remixing of spoken word artists and, and uh, videos yeah. of Disney. I think it's, yeah. it sounds amazing. It's it's cool. Um, and when you actually see it live in that tiny desk, it's really cool. Beautiful, exploding. I found you is a... It's one I, I, I want to call it. Even though you can't tell, I think he's ginger. It's it's he's ginger coded. He's ginger coded for sure. He's got a little pinky ring. 
this guy? No, yeah. the worst slide one. It's not um, Pinky Ring Woohoo, Pinky Ring Boohoo. I'm giving it a Woohoo. Okay. And then on his outer, what would you say, a forearm? Sure. Wrist. The, the wrist going into the forearm. There is a tattoo that says, Beautiful Exploding I Found You, which is a reference to that song. Mm. What do you think? You see, you, you, you're, in a, you're in a coffee shop and um, someone's smoking yep. coffee juice and uh, a long black. Yes. Please never make that noise again. <laughs> a long black with uh, with toffee. Can you, can you try to do that? Guy? <laughs> no, the, the... <laughs> so I, I've just gone into a coffee shop. They're playing. Um, I found you beautiful. I found you beautiful. Uh, I was, can I get a long black with a shot of toffee syrup, please? And they're going, okay. I didn't mean to. They're bringing that to me. And then as he serves it, I see in his heart oh. the words, beautiful exploding, I found you, full stop, mm-hmm. are uh, are written. I'm, I'm, um, I, you know, I don't hate it. I think if I saw that in someone's wrist, I would assume it was the thought process of one of the pilots on 9 <laughs> Final message. <laughs> Beautiful. Exploding. I found you. I found you. <laughs> Fucking good aim, brother. <laughs> Twice? Nobody talks about that. How hard that must have been. I think it was pretty simple. What? what? They're, they're big buildings. I, I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. I'm going to have a boo I like it. <laughs> Ross, you can laugh. It's quite all right. Don't worry. You can laugh away. It's, uh, it's good if we get the producers <laughs> laughing. Um, I found you beautiful. I found you beautiful for Al Qaeda. <laughs> for Al Qaeda. Um. Anyway, woohoo from no woohoo. From, that's a woohoo from me. Yeah. Really? I, well, I was undecided, but you've swung me over <laughs> to the okay. side. Can we get the album cover back? What'd you on? By the way, we take a look at the album art and we decide if it is good or fart. It is dream sleeves. Uh, what do you think of that? I quite like it. It's an impressionistic. Uh, photo looks like it could be AI generated if your AI generator has had lilt spilled on it. Um, it's uh, yes, yeah, a sort of uh, a blurry picture of some young people in a uh, park staring at the night sky, perhaps after sharing a uh, a nighttime doobie. That's the vibes I'm getting. Maybe they have taken ecstasy pills in a park. No, they're walking home at like yeah. five in the morning. Six oh, in the morning. okay. The sun's coming up. Yeah, and they're coming down. I don't think so because they're dressed for the park. Right. They're wearing big coats. Yeah. I think they're watching the sun set with a nighttime smoke. I found your doobie fool. Nice. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, no, it's fine. You know, it's it's fine. It's just the album. I'm not I'm not going to remember it. No, it's it's um, not me. Most like the album. Yeah. It's just a little bit to and listen. Check. I wish we'd done another Fred again record maybe. Yeah. You know, I wasn't doing that more. Secret Life Three, I listened to that. Yeah, and um, because that was it got nominated for the Mercury Prize, and I was like, oh, let's check it out. Uh, and it was a wee bit, you know, your fourth hit, a lot more vibey. But more it's vibe. interesting because I don't think any of those, you know, disclosure did to an extent. And you think this is a bit more interesting than that, but you know, those fourth hit led. This is so that generation. I know that's just one guy, but that kind of crew, they never got to festival headliner, did they? Um, fourth hit has. It's definitely for a certain type of festival. For a certain type of festival, but for a Glastonbury. Yeah. Or a Coachella. I saw Forte open for Radiohead in, in Bilbao in Spain. That's a that's a cool move on Tom York's part. Uh, yeah. That little nipple tweaking freak. 
Yeah, it, it wasn't great. No. Okay. Uh, uh, so let's add some songs to the playlist. Which yeah. song from this album would you like to add to our playlist, Christopher? You've already put on enough? Yes. Uh, no, I'm saying that you've already put on enough. Yes. From this record? Yes. Yeah, you've already put on enough. You so will not put it at one. No, no. no. Oh, oh, I see. No, no, no. no. I wouldn't veto it because you vetoed two or three times. Actually, I would never veto. I would never do that. Yep. Because I trust the process. Right. I'm going to put on. It's shy. Is that so? Well, don't, don't put it on then. No. Come on. Put, come on. on. Well, I was, I was going to put on. Yeah. We'll just put on one. We'll put on. Come on. Because enough. Oh. Enough is already there. So well, that is two from the album. Okay. Enough's getting put back on, but the the no doubles rule defeats it. We have put it on. Yeah. But it's been dissolved. Yes. By the process. Yes. So enough and come on going on. My extra album is a. Uh, I was going to put on a fortet song. I think I'm trying to. Even though you saw them in Bow Bow. Yeah, I think it's all like 2019. The fortet song I want to put on. Um, yes, 2017. Even it's called. I'm going to put that on. Uh, it's called 2017. Yes. In numbers or letters? In in words. 2017. That's a bit like when uh, Paul McCartney done 1885 mm. in letters. Maybe it's a reference to that. Ben is that little freak. I'm still Paul Pilled. Paul Pilled and Bow Bow. I'm going to stick on Bridie and by them MGMT. Oh, nice. Good. Yes. All uh, all proper and above board. Um, that bit there, a bunch of posh freaks. So did you enjoy an album? I enjoyed a man. <laughs> different thing. Different podcast. The Enjoy a Man podcast. Different vibes on that pod. We should be hosting the Enjoy a Man podcast. I enjoyed... <laughs> Uh, boiler room. Yes, I enjoyed uh, Tiny Desk concert. Mm. I enjoyed no shade to Fred in particular, above him being a big mad posh freak. Uh, but he's allowed his privilege to seep into his own work. This is the probably the worst thing, probably the worst thing anybody's ever done. Nice, include on eleven. In yeah, it. I would definitely include that. That was class, and it was actually really difficult to pull off as well. But I'll say this. I'm not slagging off. Um, yeah. Am I saying that Brian Eno is his real father? Maybe. You heard yes. it first. I is his real dad, and this is him getting back. Yep. The the the, the bond. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't need to hear it. Brian Eno fathered this boy. If you want to listen to Abby music, go listen to some other Brian Eno. If you want to listen to uh, Dallas music, go listen to some other Fred again. Never the Twain shall be. You know, I just think there's a kind of disgusting thing of a push. English guy it's like the jungle guys as well he has a song called jungle and then there was those two guys called jungle who were yeah. like privately educated they were else like, yeah. we need to do them because mm. they're posh freaks and they're like can you please stop bringing up the fact that we were privately educated because it's actually not nothing to do with it and it's yeah. like but you've named your you've stole the name of a genre that is by black people and, mm-hmm. and jungle is a very fucking racially complicated word they also um, very problematically were not in their own music videos for a long time and exclusively had like black people <sighs> like dancing in their music I, you know I, I didn't realise they were white guys now, that's definitely a decision by them so they are problematic AF I'm going to say but anyway I don't think he's that bad he's pretty open about his poshness old Freddie yeah it's not a secret no you know but and it's, it makes me sad when I go on YouTube and people go, yes, so he's a baron, who cares, the music's great, and it's like, but you not realise you only know about him because he's a baron? That's what I think. I think, I think, uh, did I enjoy an album? No. Neither did you. 
Neither did I. But it's been a good episode. But we did enjoy other albums by this person, but that's not how this podcast works. That's not how this podcast works. So stop trying to change the fucking rules. Stop changing the rules. Thank you so much for listening to the Enjoy an Album podcast. We've enjoyed doing it this week for sure and every week for the rest of our lives. Um, <laughs> if you enjoyed the episode, give it a like and subscribe. I don't say that enough, but it helps if you do subscribe to the YouTube. F you. Or follow on the Spotify. Follow on Spotify. Leave a review on the Spotify. Leave a review on Apple Music. I don't know. I don't know either. Just, just keep. Just thank you so much to everybody who's been sharing it, sharing the clips and liking the clips. And see, honestly, see, you can game the algorithm if you just comment underneath with like a fire emoji or something. That's good, supposedly. Um, or just you know, I just don't know. Just, just, just listen to this and do what you want. A Patreon. Uh, someone literally just signed up to the Patreon in the last ten seconds. Oh. And then it's Claire. Claire. So shout out to you, Claire. Shout out to Claire. What's the uh, second name? I'm not going to say that. Right. So, uh, listen, enjoy your week. Have a wonderful time. Thank you for listening and streaming. Uh, and uh, we love you lots. See you next time. Bye. See you next time. Peace and love and the new millennium. Bye.